So um, we are continuing our, our series on the I am. These are the bold statements that Jesus has uh, portrayed for, to us who he is, not just what he does. Um, and we are just going to carry on the series today. And today I'm going to concentrate on uh, one of the statements that he profoundly made in John chapter 11, verse 25. He says that, I am the resurrection and the life. So last week, um, Sam um, charismatically went, went through, um, I am the gate. Um, a couple, couple of weeks late, previously, I think Al did, I am the good shepherd. Peter started us off with, I am, before Abraham was, I am. And today I'm going to carry on with, I am the resurrection and the life. See, the narrative of the story in John chapter 11 focuses around the family. And there's a family um, of siblings, which is Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And we know the story in here that uh, Jesus loved this family really well, the same way he loves us. And so um, and we know Mary and Martha, we know them previously in, in the Bible where Jesus was, was fellowshipping with them, where uh, Martha was busy and her place in the kitchen and preparing food. And Mary broke all the, all the rules where she was meant to be. She came to the feet of Jesus, broke the alabaster oil, and anointed the feet of Jesus with her hair. And we know that story really well. And it's the same family, these same sisters who have a brother called Lazarus. And the Bible tells us that at the beginning of John chapter 11 that Lazarus fell ill. And he was so ill to the sense that um, he was dying. And we don't know what the sickness was. We don't know the, about the story behind the sickness. But we know that they sent a runner. And they sent a runner to go and inform Jesus that the one that he loves is ill. And Jesus was in a different place. We know the story. Jesus heard the story um, from the runner. And then he said, oh, gee, Lazarus is ill. And instead of Jesus responding and coming straight to heal the sick, he stayed two more days in that place. And, uh, you know, the disciples, he, he made a statement. The disciples wanted to know what he meant by the statement. And he made it. They didn't get it because he knew that Lazarus had died. We don't know how many days it took the runner to get to where Jesus was. But after two days, he knew that he was, he was gone. So we're going to carry on from John chapter 11. We're going to continue from um, verse 17. And that's where we're going to start on from. So we know the backdrop of the story. And so when Jesus heard about it, after two days, he decided to go back to Bethany where Lazarus um, and Mary and Martha was. So when Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in the grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. I don't know how the sisters were feeling. I don't know, you know, in the Jewish culture, you have to mourn for 30 days. So these sisters were sitting in the house. They were mourning their lost brother. Jesus did not turn up when they sent the runner. Jesus did not turn up when they were expecting him when he was ill. 
They don't know he, 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 what kind of illness, what, what, you know, if he was in a palliative state of, of an illness. Was it cancer? Was it heart failure? We, don't, we have no idea. If you've ever mourned a, dead, a dying relative in the last days of your lives, you know how it feels like. One of the most uh, um, ironically rewarding parts of medicine is people who are in palliative care, who look after those who are on the verge of death. Because death can be painful. If you've seen somebody dying without the right treatment for palliative care, it can be horrifying. It, you can see the face of a dying person, agitation. There, is, there will be um, kind of salivation, a lot of secretion coming from their mouth. And sometimes they're screaming. Sometimes they are in a lot of pain. And these sisters endured that. They were expecting Jesus to have arrived, to come and lay, down on him, lay hands on him and heal him. But he never did arrive. Two days. You can feel the pain of the sisters. Where were you? So, so, so um, verse 20 says, And when Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. I mean, this is Martha. He, she is the one who plays by the rules all the time. She's always in the right place, in the kitchen, doing what she's supposed to do. Mary is the one that is usually breaks the rules, anoints the feet of Jesus, being the place where she's not meant to be in those cultures as a woman. But Mary, Martha at this time, she was supposed to be mourning her dead brother. Stay in the house, as the custom says. But no, 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 no. She broke the rules. She got up and came to meet Jesus. But Mary, but Mary stayed in the house. The rules had switched this time. So Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. If only you had been there, Jesus. If only you had been there when I was in that abusive relationship. If only you had been there when I was suffering in pain. If only you had been there when I was in the financial crisis. If only you have been there when we were in the pandemic. Jesus, if only you were here. My brother would not have died. If only you were here when I was in such distress, such agony, such depressive state, when I was in that marriage which was failing. If only you had been there. If only you had been there. My brother would have lived. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. So Martha, even though she knew what she had said, if only Jesus was there, changes his style. But even now, I know, I know you, whatever you ask, God will do it. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, yes, Martha said, I understand. He will rise again because I know. It says in scripture, I know. He will rise when everyone else rises on the last day. I have read a scripture. It says in the Old Testament, in Isaiah 26, 19, in Daniel 12, 2 to 2. Yes, the dead will rise again. Even Job said it. I know my Redeemer lives. She knows what will happen. She knows it. It's like us. 
You know, we are in a state and we know, we know what we're thinking about the if onlys, but we also know about yes, what it says in the scripture. We know it. His knowledge is in the scripture. We've read it so many times that he's our healer. We've read it so many times that he's our provider. But if only you were here. We think about the past, the if onlys, but we still, still also acknowledge that yes, you are God. We kind of think about the bumper sticker Christianity. We can blot it out. I am blessed. I'm highly favored. I'm the head and not the tail. But we know the situation we are in in the present. If only you were here. If only you were here. Martha believes that the resurrection and the dead in the future on the last day. John chapter 6 verse 54 says thus, For those of us who have taken bread and wine, like today, we've just done communion now, we will be taking, we'll be raising up with Jesus on the resurrected day, on the last day. We know, if only. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Never ever die. Do you believe it, Martha? Yes, Lord, I believe it. Do you believe it, Peter? Yes, Lord, I be- do you believe it, Quasi? Yes. Do you believe it, Al? Yes. Do you believe it, Gareth? Yes. I believe it, Lord. Yes, I believe it. Do you believe it, Martha? Yes, Lord. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who came into the world from God. Yes, do you believe? Yes, I believe. I believe you're Jesus. You can do anything, but if only you were here. I believe who you are, but I don't know. It's too late. My brother is dead. I believe you are God. I believe you are good. I believe you are a provider. I believe you are a healer. But God, you can see my situation. You can see the pain I'm in. You can see the cancer cells are still there. You can see the report of the doctors. You can see that, that everyone is seeing that I'm depressed. You can see all is written on my face. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me. Do you live in Christ? Is your home life in Christ? Is your family life in Christ? Is your work life in Christ? Is your social life in Christ? Do you believe in me? And we know what Jesus said. He was filled with emotion. So this, whatever he was saying, Martha was not hearing it. Jesus was filled with emotions. The Bible says that he wept and he was filled with two emotions, anger and pain. And then he said to them, you know what? Take me to the graveside. Because he really wanted to show them something. You know, when they sent the runner to him at the beginning, he said, this sickness is going to show the glory of God. He said, take me to the graveside. And here in John chapter 11, verse from 38 to 44, 
we witness the final public miracle of Jesus that he performed before he died on the cross because he wants us to teach us something. So we carry on from verse 38. That Jesus was still angry and he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. He said to them, roll the stone aside. Jesus told them, Martha again. Jesus, this man, the, the dead man's sister protested. Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. I mean, that King James puts it blatantly. It stinketh. <laughs> the smell will be terrible. He's been dead for four days. I remember several years ago, I was on call, and those were the days where paramedics and, and, and community teams could not certify or verify death, and they always had to get a doctor. So I was on call one day, and I got a call from the police and the paramedic in one of the roads in town that I should come and verify a death. And what had happened is there was a woman who lives on her own, and her neighbors had noticed that there's been no movement in the house. The curtains were still drawn. The car has not moved for days, and uh, um, she has no relatives, so no one had been in contact with her. And so what happened is one of the neighbors decided to actually jump over the fence and go and check on this woman. And they went through the patio, and they could see through the door, and she was dead on the sofa, sitting down. And we don't know how long she's been dead for, so I got there, and it stinketh. The maggot coming out from her nose. Everything. It was terrible. Martha knew what it feels like if they rolled the stone of this grave. You know what it feels like in your life. Your financial situation. The pain you're going through. It stinketh. It's so painful that you are covered with gravestones. You don't want anybody to remove the stone away. You don't want the grave clothes to, remove, to be removed from you because you're happy to stay in that situation because all you know is things too much. You don't want anybody to know your problems. And that's why Martha said, Lord, why? It stinketh. I don't want you to remove this. Jesus responded, look, didn't I tell you that you will see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside and Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in great clothes, his face wrapped in a head in head cloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Matt Chandler said, Jesus wants to invade our present reality by entangling our past and bringing our hope for the future into our present. He wants to invade your present reality 
by entangling your past, reminding you that, look, the past is gone. The pain is gone. The, de- the marriage ended in failure. It ended in divorce. The sickness was there. The depression was there. How you were brought up was different in the past. You were brought up in the abusive relationship. You were born in a poor family. You were not born royalty. The past is gone. That is your past. And your present reality is that, Lord, yes, I'm still in this pain. I'm, this, I'm still in this pain. I know what your scripture says. I know what I can read in the Bible. I know everything that is written. I know that in the future, I will be resurrected. But no, 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 no. He wants to bring the hope of the future into your present reality and know that that sickness will be healed in the name of Jesus and say that there is resurrection power in everything that you are in because he's a resurrection and life. What you have in, there is life. It's not death. It's, it is, there is life in it because of Jesus. He's the resurrection power. All we can think of is the past. But he knows what he can bring in your present. He can bring something in your present. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? And that is the power of the resurrection Jesus. Resurrection life is only experienced by those who believe. It's only experienced by those who believe. Don't worry about what your past was. Don't just think it is in the future. He wants to surprise you in the present. And then Martha was surprised. Wow. I thought the resurrection was on the last day. But before my very own eyes, my brother is walking with grave clothes being unwrapped. The stinking has gone. I can't smell it anymore. All I am is my brother is back. My brother is back. Lazarus resurrected. But you know what? Lazarus died again. Lazarus died again. A few days later, Jesus died on the cross. Yeah? He died on the cross, but he said to them, I will rise up on the third day. And when he rose up, he appeared to the disciples and said, look, I'm alive. Lazarus rose up, but he died. Jesus died and resurrected, and he's still alive. And that is why we believe in the resurrection power today, because Jesus is not dead. He's alive in you and I. And because we live in him, the thing that we experience in today can be alive in the name of Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus is the most important event that distinguishes Christianity from all other religions. Because Muhammad is dead. The rest are dead. But Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Do you believe that? And so is your situation in the name of Jesus. Jesus is alive. And so is your situation. Paul writes that, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12 to 14. But tell me this, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying there is no, there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is useless. And your faith 
is also useless. But our preaching is not useless. Our faith is not useless. Because our God is alive. When Jesus appeared to the disciples after the resurrection, there was a guy there called Thomas. He had doubted. They told him that he had been here. He said, what? No way. He's not here. He have not seen him. He said, unless I see him face to face and I feel the nail pierced hands and the side that was pierced, that is the only time I'll believe. He forgot that Jesus wanted to invade his presence with the resurrection power. When they told him about this in John chapter 20, verse 24, they told him, we have seen the Lord. And he said, uh, he was saying, no, 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 I won't believe you unless I see the nail wounds in his hands and put my fingers into them and place my hand into the wound on the side. Eight days later, the disciples were all together. And this time, Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing amongst them. Peace be unto you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hands into the wound on my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. Then Thomas recognized that. My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, you believe because you have seen. But blessed are those who believe without seeing. Blessed are those who have not seen, but yet believe. Do you believe? Do you believe? He is the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in him will live even after dying. Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you did on the cross. Thank you that even though you died on the cross, you did not stay on the cross forever. Thank you for the resurrection power. And Lord, because we live and believe in you, the resurrection power is in us. Our situations are not unique. Our present reality are not unique to us. Whatever we think of about the future, we know that you surprise us in the present reality. Whatever we thought of of our past, the pain, the anguish that we've gone through, we know that you will surprise us today because of your resurrection power. We know that you are the resurrection and the life and therefore we believe in who you are. Thank you for bringing this truth and revelation, not just knowledge, and revelation to us today. Amen.